All right, welcome to the latest episode of Don the Infinite Wealth Strategist and Don the Short Sale Guy, because we're going to do a combined podcast interview today, because this this woman's so powerful and so smart, she deserves two podcasts. So uh, I'm going to introduce you to Tabitha Palacio-Forge. Uh, she is an amazing investor for the Northeast, and uh, I just want to say, Tabitha, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Okay. Well, we've spoken a couple of times now, and I would love to get into more detail about you know, how you got started in your real estate investing career. What what was the trigger? What was the spark that said, you know what, I'm going to do real estate investing? Uh, it started down. I, I, this is really like dating myself, but we had lived in Florida. We just moved down there. Mm-hmm. And one of those late night infomercials with... Uh-huh. Ah, the Carlton Sheets. Carlton one. Sheets, yes, on, yes, on the cassette tapes. Um, was he on a was he on a yacht in that infomercial? No, actually, he was oh. doing uh, phone calls, calling homeowners right on right on okay. the spot. So right. that's what intrigued me. So I was like, all right, well, if this guy can make a phone call, so can I. You know. So we started looking down in Florida, and then Hurricane Andrew hit. Oh. No, I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm going back to Jersey where my stuff doesn't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> Pretty much stays as is. So right. when we got back here, we used the Carlton sheets to find our own home. Uh-huh. And, and then we had the children. So we says, all right, we'll put, you know, life was on hold for a bit. Right. And our, a few of our friends had uh, been out of work. Mm-hmm. Um, unemployment was running out. One was electrician, one was a plumber, and one was a handyman. Right. So my my husband and I said, you know what? Why don't we just flip a house and pull your friends? Let's just do yeah, it. Let's just, flip a, let's just flip a house, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we did. So we it took us a little bit. We found a property and we yeah. did our flip with all our friends. So and we had so much fun. Right. Uh, didn't make as much as we wanted to. But we did, you know, we did enjoy it. So we've been. How'd you find the house? A, we found a eager, hungry, new real estate agent. And he was the best. Yeah. He was so willing to be trained to know what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And we worked with him exclusively for years. He would just bring us deals and. When a realtor, when somebody brings us a deal and they're a realtor, we give it back to them to resell. Um, if we, you know, if we put them back on the market, right? Um, so we were doing that with him because he would bring them, and he knew that if somebody else brought it, they would get the other the end. Right. So, um, yeah, we had such a great relationship for many, many years. Um, and then he uh, went on a different path. So. So yeah, you start off. To... You start off from the get go, uh, getting getting uh, people finding new houses. Yeah, exactly. Well, they said if you're going to do this, do it as a business, not as a hobby. Right. So, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to go full force. You know, mm-hmm. you want a team of people, so mm-hmm. you can't have a, you know, a business if you don't have a product. So you need people to find you the products. <laughs> well, I wish I would have known that. It would have saved me a, a eight months of door knocking. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i got my start just knocking on doors and people in foreclosure so you, you went about the easy way so okay so do you mind me asking how much did you make on which the on very, that first, first, very first flip yeah our very first flip honestly 
Yeah. We made a whole $7,000. Oh, I got you beat. Mine was $13,067.41. Uh, <laughs> not yeah. that I remember or put the check on the, you know, framed it. I did Not that I did that. Why know. not? <laughs> oh, I did, of course. <laughs> so, what it's our first one. Okay. Right. Um, we would have made a, a bit more, um, but we gave the opportunity to the single mom that was adopting two children. Right. So it took her extra months to get all the papers through. So we were like, you know what? And we didn't know what we were doing anyway. So we were just, hey, we wanted mom. to do this to help people. So that's was helping somebody, you know? Right. And besides, everybody ate, everybody had months. It was, it's not cool. like it was a year, you know? Right. So everybody, no, our friends, our family, we had a great time. That's awesome. And so you were hooked that time, right? You knew that was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, were you uh, were you working a day job when you first started that, or what was the? Uh, no, I was the the stay at home mom. Okay. All I right. mean, I worked here and there, you know, you know, right. for a few months at one simple thing just to make up some extra, just to get out of the house. But that right. was pretty much it. Okay. Well, is your husband now? Did he uh, is he full time with you as well, or does he still have his regular job? <laughs> we we joke on that one. Yeah. <laughs> He has a job. Right. <laughs> He's been doing um, IT yeah. for, gosh, since the beginning. I mean, like way back then, even before then. <clears throat> not thirty, so he's probably about almost thirty years in the IT world. Right. So he's been working from home for years before even COVID had hit, mm. and. He does his, he's able to do it so quick that he actually does go with me a lot. Oh, okay. So, All right. He, so he could do his basically from the phone now, you know what I mean? So he goes everywhere. So yeah. you never had to, you never had that triumphal moment where you said we're cutting the cord. We're now full-time investors because he just kept his day job the entire time, but he's flexible. So he can, right. He's yes. Um, if he does maybe. 10 hours you mm. know but he works for Cigna so it's like it's everywhere and right. the benefits are there so okay he, like I said he does the job everywhere right okay so what's um, it like now did you freeze or did I uh you free you froze yeah there you go okay okay wasn't sure what happened <laughs> yeah so fast forward to right now so yeah. what does your real estate investing business look like now? Um, right now we're doing the bigger multifamilies. Um, we kind of got hooked. Our, our agent gave us an exclusive um, like seven years ago, I think it is just about. Oh. So it was in a vacant apartment building mm -hmm. from Hurricane Sandy. Mm -hmm. And he came and he says, look, I have an exclusive that I just got off the phone with. I was like, all right, what is it? He's like, it was an eight unit. I was like, okay, I don't have 800 grand is going on in my head. Right. I says, how much? He goes, they're asking 300. If you give them 250, they'll take it. I say, get the papers ready. I'm on my way. I didn't even look at the building. Right. <laughs> I was like, I saw eight units, 250 can't go wrong. Right. So um, that's our little cash cow. We've had it ever since. Okay. So that, got us on the multi, so. that was your first multifamily, right? So yep. how many years were you doing investing before you took the plunge into multifamily? That was seven years. Seven years. So you were, yeah, were you doing years, single yeah. families the entire time? 
pretty much yeah yeah okay. and our last um the last flips that we've been doing are um we've been uh flipping them to veterans because people have i don't know why they have a issue with veteran loans with va loans i don't hey i'm just saying I so we 100 financing i mean i don't know it's weird we were closed and not even final inspections finished and the, they already had closed on the, the purchase of it. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with them. So that was our thing. So the last few of them, we decided that's our little niche. We're just going to flip them to, to veterans. Okay. So the seven years before you, you, you got into uh, multifamily, um, <clears throat> your, your realtor wasn't giving you, wasn't the only source of homes, right? Or were, did you branch out to other ways of finding houses or? Um, social media, people were reaching out to us with, um, reverse mortgages. Um, but some people had not even known when their, um, their estate went up that the family members didn't even know somebody in it may have taken loans out on the property without the person knowing and reverse mortgaged it. So we helped them get a little bit of something. Mm -hmm. We've had uh, divorce cases. Um, so word of mouth a lot meant to help. Yeah. We're in it to help people. Right. Um, so you know, that word of mouth means you must have a, you must have had a good network already built or you mm -hmm. were really good at working. How did you build your network of uh, this word of mouth uh, referrals? Going everywhere. Networking, really? everybody. Um, my, my kids will tell you. I talked to everybody. I got one deal from the cashier behind at the register. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, true story. Um, I'll yeah. tell you this one. We actually got a buyer for a wholesale property that we had under contract mm -hmm. at a red light. Really? I am not lying. You cannot make these things up. I'm telling you. You have the the, the car stickers or something, or is that no? No, no. <laughs> I we looked at a property and I told my husband about it. I looked at it and then I told him, I says, this place is a knockdown. I says, it's horrible. Uh -huh. So I went to show him, and this couple was walking out with an agent. And so, not to say, but we kind of stalked them. So they drove around the neighborhood and they pulled up to the red light. So he pulls up next to him and I said, I dare you. So he puts down the window and he goes, oh, we saw you come out of the house. What'd you think? And they're like, oh, we've been looking at like 30, 40 houses and we can't find anything. And I says, I have one for you. If you're a handyman, I have a property for you. He's like, oh, so he, we pulled over across the street into the parking lot yeah. and he's like, all right, well, we'll think about it. Well, literally two hours later, they're like, can we look at it? I was like, absolutely. So mm. it was literally three minutes from my house and right. we went over and looked at it. And next thing we know, I had, was under contract and the owner was handing me a $5,000 check. Great. Well, <clears throat> I tell you, <laughs> I feel, I feel very much more relieved now that it wasn't just some random stalking in a red light that you actually knew who the person you're trying to talk to so that's good yeah. that would be weird yeah so tell everybody if you talk to everybody things happen okay. if they don't know what you're doing then they can't you know they can't help you know okay. and i can't help them now when you started doing multifamily, did you did you say goodbye to uh single families or you still do ever do still do them now and no. then no i love um doing flips i'm a, what, a very a unique person. woman Okay. Yeah, I um, we actually have an offer in on a little project. Mm -hmm. It's only 8,078 square foot, mm -hmm. um, seven beds, seven and a half bath. It's a burnout since 2017, it's been vacant. Mm 
So I've done a I've done burnouts already. Um, so we put the offer in on that. And then the next thing we know, somebody's sending us two more from a couple towns away. I was like, oh. well, maybe this is gonna be our niche. Now we're gonna be doing burnouts. <laughs> you know, whenever I hear the word burnout, I always go back to high school. <laughs> that's the 80s we know <laughs> yeah, well for me it was the 70s so i'm a little bit older so um yeah that's interesting so now i know that now you um you're the the admin or the head head uh most important person in the ria group up there right um there's three of us there's <laughs> me my husband and andre who's um he's actually a veteran and absolutely loves the group so we kind wow. of put it together how you put that together I, I, i'd love to hear that well that happened because we were actually um a subgroup of another place mm -hmm. and we had a, a huge falling out many years ago mm -hmm. and i we said that you know what we're doing this we're running the meetings and they're not paying for anything or helping us the way they said they were going to right. so why not just continue it on our own? So my husband and I we were figuring it out, you know, and so then the next thing we're like, we're growing, people are coming because we bring people, how do you say, um, professionals that are reliable and um, they have, you know, stuff to offer and not always looking for to like the people that we bring in don't always look to sell huge packages and whatnot. And so they help, you know, help each other. So right. they found that they get a lot of information from us because we don't hold anything back. I have nothing to hide and I don't hold anything back. We give everybody as much information because we were always taught, you know, the yeah. more you give, you shall receive. Right. So People, I guess the word of mouth that, you know, hey, these guys are, you know, really legit. They're, you know, giving us some good info and helping mm -hmm. us out. And we've been growing since. And Andre, he's been a, a vendor, his uh, real estate uh, company that he works for. They became vendors like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm staying. This is like, you know, I really feel the group you know i have a good time i learn a lot and mm -hmm. he gets you know they get deals and stuff also out of it so mm -hmm. we kind of been growing since now we have like the memberships yearly we offer different things that the national ria offers we are associated with the national ria we have um the lowe's discounts mm -hmm. we have sherman williams discounts so everything that we can that we get we give to our members mm -hmm. okay so how many people do you have right now in your group? Well, it depends. If it's the in-persons, we usually have anywhere from 20 to 50 in-person, depending on the night um, right. and the topics. I don't under One thing I don't understand, we bring in really good lawyers that do real estate and do real estate investments so they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And we you have a chance almost two hours to ask all the questions that you you need answered and you don't show up for it but then the following month you'll ask me you know do you know this and it's like well where were you last month you know why weren't you here asking that question so, it's so bizarre um, because most of the time people love attorneys i just don't get i don't get why they wouldn't show up you know 
I don't know. So <laughs> online, we have like 5,000 members, over right. 5,000. Um, but like the <clears throat> your memberships is growing. We get maybe five to 10 people signing up every month. Okay. Would you say that it's mostly newbies or experienced investors? No, we have, we have a large mix of everything. We have yeah. general contractors that are members mm -hmm. um, for, they've been a general contractor. <laughs> he says a couple of years, almost 50 years. And he's, he's a member of our group. We have oh. inspectors that have been investing for 20 years um, um, down to brand newbies that want to enter. Right. Yep. Okay. Boy, I tell you, how do you how do you handle it? You've got your your investing business. You're running a, a huge RIA. You got a family. Uh, how does don't that work? The contracting, the Airbnb, yeah. and the house, and, <laughs> and then we have our other company, our Platinum Quality Properties Company. We end up that's where we purchase larger um, units, like 142 units that we have down in Houston, Texas. Right. And 144 in Lubbock. So we have that company that I'm involved with as well. Right. Then we're also members of the South River Downtown Alliance. It's a nonprofit for our township. We're on the board for that. Mm -hmm. um, don't know. <laughs> no, it sounds like you're so busy. You don't even have a chance to eat breakfast. That's just what I would be you know, saying. Here's my breakfast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and it's like, what time? <laughs> yeah most of the time it's a smoothie and i'm on the out the door yeah okay so how many kids do you have two and i'm not doing that again okay. um there you go. they're great i love them they actually have their own business brother and sister went into business for themselves together which what are they doing? is they're very uh, we have a very unique family. They actually own A and A debris removal. They do demolition and debris. Oh, okay. Um, they it took them a year and a half to get fully licensed and registered and fingerprinted and all that right. stuff. That here in Jersey, it's ridiculous to get um a debris removal. So it took a while, but because of the mob, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, they want to make sure that they have their fingerprints. So when they dump the bodies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. So, so um, what would you say? I mean, I, I just, I keep going back to Carlton Sheets because are you, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to date you too much, but you know, for me, Carlton Sheets was my second romance. My first was with Robert Allen. Remember him? Um, I do yeah. because I'm reading a book. Uh huh. Um, I forget the name of it. It's in my. It's in the bedroom. <laughs> right. I. He was the first one I saw him on a local news. I was I was in St. Louis at the time, and his big shtick was he would fly into a city and then he would challenge a news. Uh, uh, a you know, back then they only had three. You know, you had, you had ABC, NBC, and and uh, ABC. That was it. He channel local news to follow him around for the weekend. And he said that he could buy a house in a weekend with no money down, you know, and so that so they would cover him on the news and so forth. And so I remember seeing that my mom was just such a real estate um, dreamer. She never she wanted to be a real estate investor. She couldn't do it herself. Then she wanted me to become one. Uh, thanks, mom. And uh, <laughs> you, know, you should have told me about the short sales. But uh, <laughs> um, but we watched it and. I remember thinking that the idea that you could 
you know, get a get a house with no money down was just absolutely mind blowing to me. Of course, now it's like, of course you could just take it subject to, you know, yeah. and, and seller financing, you're good. But obviously when you don't know anything about it, right, then it's like, wow, mm -hmm. that's just a miracle. It's like sorcery, you know, and that was his shtick, you know, until, until he went bankrupt. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, everybody fails, but they keep falling forward at least. That is true. That is true. And, you know, it was interesting because when I got into real estate investing, I realized it's, it's like, you know, Robert, you can get the you can get the properties, but do they cash flow? You know, that's the biggest thing. And, and a lot of his stuff weren't, weren't apparently didn't cash flow. So he was, you know, well, I think, he, you know, I don't know. Of course, you got to remember how, what the mid 80s was like when you had such high interest rates and inflation. I mean, don't know if we're going there or not, but uh, I know I lived through that in the, in the early 80s. I, I, you know, that was 13 percent. Uh, it was uh, that? it was more. I remember being uh, had more? it was like credit card interest rates for a while. Wow. Yeah, we were, it was. It was, yeah, early nineties. Yeah, it was close to that. I remember. It was in the eighties. It was. It was. It was higher. It was actually on its way down mm -hmm. by then. But I mean, and I remember I went to my first real estate seminar, and I think it was eighty three, or, or almost 80, I think eighty three, eighty four, beginning of eighty four. But it was already like uh, 17 percent. So it was. It was just a bloodbath, you know. So, wow. um, so that's interesting. Um, so, you never had any inhibitions about or fears about diving into multifamily you just said, let's do it i i fear every single project that we do but right. i do it anyway okay. i step up i just i just go for it you know uh, if if i screw up we'll have to figure out how to fix it you know, my very first <laughs> multifamily opportunity i completely defecate on my bed absolutely did <laughs> it was a it was a it was this the it was the the good thing is i use it now as motivation and to tell newbies how stupid i was they realize that you know what you can overcome anything especially being a dumbass of the year like i was i was approached but i mean i i was trying to be a real estate investor this is in the in the uh i think it was like 87 i just spent two years in finland i came back i really wanted to be i mean i i had gone to a real estate seminar in 84 and then I kind of got sidetracked. I went overseas and then I came back. And I kind of want to get into it again. So I started networking. This was in Utah because I was going to school out there. And at the time, the tax code was changed. I don't know if you remember or not, but 86 was a big change in the tax code. And so a lot of deductions that professionals, like especially doctors, would get, they they um, they weren't there anymore. And in fact, it was at, it was tax adverse for them to have too many, too many assets. So this one guy who he had a fourplex, fully rented brick, um, in, a, in a town a little bit farther south than where I was at the time, and I approached him about it, not knowing anything about it, and he just said, "Look, I'll just give it to you. You want it? Take it. You know, it, it's I don't want I don't want the money because it's going to hurt me more in my taxes." Yeah. They were giving me a fourplex that cash flowed. Okay, I walked into the title company. To sign the papers, I chickened out and ran. Ugh. My fear was, what happens if something breaks and I can't afford it? Because I was literally living in the basement apartment with uh, six other roommates. Four of them were Chinese who locked their doors and 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 wouldn't talk to anybody. You know? <laughs> and I was working. I mean, my rent was fifty dollars a month. 
I was working yeah. part time as a warrant cadet in uh, the, the the police department, uh, and I was waiting for a security clearance to come through so I could go to Moscow and and work at the embassy for two years because I was a Russian major in college. What do I do? What do I do? It never occurred to me to take the damn property and put it up for sale. You know, that's how that's how whatever and right. But I didn't have cash, a, yeah. I didn't have a local RIA, right? Ah. to go to. Right. Or I, you know, I think myself, I, I, I have literally sometimes laid awake at night thinking, OK, yeah, all I had to do was just take title to it, advertise it for 100 percent seller financing and have nice cash flow coming in, you know, no responsibilities, whatever. Mm -hmm. So but, you know, it, it's but there was the fear of the multifamily, too. That was a big thing. I mean, I, I ironically enough, I bought a house. Uh, it was a, it was a uh, back in the day when you could find a, a fully assumable FHA loans. I assumed a loan for twenty five for for um the, the sales price was twenty five hundred. They uh they gave it to me for, as a note for five thousand. It was a balloon for like three years and it was in bad shape. I my wife and I we just got married. We, we fixed it up and I eventually sold it for like uh, almost a hundred thousand dollars. It was a great it was my first great investment. But mm -hmm. for some reason there was actually more problems with the single family I did, but I didn't have a block about it. Multi Oh my gosh, what do I do? You know, so just to digress a little bit on my my uh, horrible shame filled stories, but uh. <laughs> yeah, me with the the multifamily. Like right now, I have one tenant um, that hasn't paid, and but because there's so many other people in the building mm -hmm. that are paying, I don't have to worry about it. Mm. I have the fear of owning a single family and them not paying, and I have to pay two mortgages. Yeah, that's my that's how I think. Interesting. I <laughs> so, well, that's that's the multifamily mindset that I didn't have. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I if I just for some reason, I just I've been thinking about it. I mean, I certainly had cash flow and money to do it. I don't know. I just never wanted to get into it. I just I, maybe it was just laziness because I was making so much money just on the flips and never having yeah. to take, never having to really have any responsibility. I guess I was. I was kind of like a playboy dad, I suppose, that was just fooling around and not, not wanting any, any real responsibility in my life because yeah. I did not want to own property. And it probably, I lost money on it because I was getting three twos and four threes during, you know, in 2008, 2009, I was getting them down to $20,000 on wow. my shares. And I was just, I was flipping them and I was making, you know, 80 to $120,000 a flip. But man, I'm thinking to myself, I'd love to have those things back because now they're worth 500000 you know? Yeah, I was gonna say you're kicking yourself right now, aren't you? Yeah, but you know what? I'm easier on myself for that decision than I was about that that uh, that uh, fourplex that I walked away from when I was 22. You know, for whatever reason, I don't know. It's just we beat ourselves up for different reasons. They have no logical. They make no logical sense. But right. Um, okay, so now what's 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 your plans for the next uh, next uh, few years? I mean, do you have a you you're trying to keep. Uh, uh, acquiring it sounds like you know, obviously you've got something yeah. in texas right so you're you're moving um national i assume right mm -hmm. yeah we've been uh we're looking in uh the whole like sunbelt section mm -hmm. uh we actually took a tour we my husband and i we went down and we did uh four different states three mm -hmm. uh, we've been in five states in the past like two months mm -hmm. we've looked at um including at like arizona when we were there we were in phoenix for you know like 10 days or something like that 
So we um we actually put offers in on a, the one and it's a backup. We're waiting, you know, um, because we do know that the prices are coming down yeah. on a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, the single families. There's actually a portfolio of four, four and three in a single home or something that somebody just sent and they it went dropped a hundred thousand dollars in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So we're like, now I'm considering, you know, taking a look at the properties. Right. So we do, we do our numbers and looking for the multifamilies based on what their income is and what's now, not what could be or will be. Because if you take the money out of your pocket to pay for this stuff later on, because you went by the performa prices, right. um, I'm not in the game to lose, a, you know, that's not my objective. Right. <laughs> So if it can't pay for itself, then we're not, we're, you know, moving on to the next one. Right. So we do hear a lot of people are putting money out of their pockets to keep it afloat. So not I don't me. know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I know prices are falling. I mm-hmm. don't see, I mean, everybody's talking about recession, but the jobs reports are still seem to be good. You know, I don't know. I, I just know that, you know, I'm, 20 years into it, I'm still kind of a one trick pony when it comes to my real estate investing side of it. I just still prefer short sales and I'm just waiting for them to come back. Maybe six more months, they'll come back enough for me to be get, to, to get back into the game. The right yeah. is here in Florida, just not, there's just not enough of them. Um, there's some, but it's just, uh, it's more down South and I have never done well down South. I'm more mm-hmm. of a central Florida, North Florida and a panhandle guy, you know, you in Southwest Florida. Yes. But for some reason, Miami Dade has been my my nemesis for 20 years. Never done much in the Miami Dade. I don't know why. So Broward, mm-hmm. you know, St. Pete, Fort Lauderdale. I'm not St. Pete, I'm sorry, Fort Lauderdale area. That's that's doable. But generally speaking, my biggest my biggest uh successes have always been from West Palm up. But uh, you never know. Okay. I know they're they're dropping more in Miami area than they are anywhere else, which I've noticed. Which I kind yeah. of because there was more of a boom down there. Though. I mean I think yeah, they inflated more yeah, yes, because right. it's the, the tourist area. Yeah. I used to live down in Coconut Creek. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like right there. And that you say in Broward <laughs> County for a little, I'm like, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of our a lot of my listeners and viewers don't know that. So I'm gonna put that little Florida geography in there. So what would you say? Um, have you thought ever thought about the what if game? What if you hadn't taken that plunge? into real estate investing, what would you have done? Where would you guys be? Hmm. Not where we are today. I'll tell you that much. Um, No, I actually never really thought about it. Right. Like how your mom's saying to you, um, you know, hey, you know, you're going to get into the real estate. It never dawned on me. My mom actually told me like quite a few years ago now that our my grandparents owned a farm, so they cut her a piece of the property off mm-hmm. of the back end of the farm, mm-hmm. and she was building a house while she was pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. So the general contractor kept coming over there going, hey, little contractor. What? Really? <laughs> so they kind of put it in my head from then, <laughs> you know? So I, I honestly, I mean, I've... I went to a vocational and technical high school. So I've done everything like auto mechanics, auto body, carpentry, graphic arts, commercial arts, baking, commercial foods, um, 
I've done hairdressing, I've done horticulture, fashion design, theater, dance, and gymnastics. So softball and played tackle football at the church parking lot. So, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know what I want to do when I grow up still. So I honestly, I don't think I can answer that. (laughs) I'm not there yet. (laughs) Well, real estate's great, huh? If you break through. And a lot of people don't break through. What would you say as a RIA person, what, in your opinion, what are the biggest mistakes that newbies are making nowadays? Not knowing their numbers in their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. That would be one. And the second is spreading too thin, going out too many different towns, too many different areas and not knowing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the same way when I first got started. I did not like buckle down and pick an area Mm -hmm. and really get to know it. Now, like I have so many towns around that people are like, oh, here's, you know, what do you think? You want this one? And I'm like, no, it's in a flood zone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, that's Mosquito Haven. That's not a great section. You know, so I know just by the addresses in a lot of the towns now, Mm -hmm. because I got to know them over the past 15 years, 14 years that we've been 14, 15, something like that, Mm -hmm. that we've been doing this. So, and one of my mentors had told me that he does four towns and four towns only. And knows them that well. So I was like, you know what? Let me try that. And next thing I knew, just started taking off. Like one town we've done, like, we actually had to comp our next project to our flips. <laughs> so when you're comping into your own stuff, you know how much the how much it's gonna go for. <laughs> so I did exactly the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I guess it's who you talk to. No, but my strategy is different, right? Because it's all about yeah. upside down houses. And, you know, I, I but I, I did start with only four counties. But I kind of expanded yeah. slowly and slowly because, um, but, you know, for us, it was less about, I didn't care about condition of the property. I didn't care about the location. All I cared was, is it upside down? And can we get it? Can we, can we reduce, mm-hmm. we get it? Can we get a discount big enough to make money no matter what? Right. And so for us, that was, it's we're like we're so specialized with with the short sales it's different than other investing but i agree with you that but we were forced to a lot of times because you know because we only want you know upside down properties that need a a short sale that Mm -hmm. as the market goes up and down you have to cast a wider net if you want to keep your volume and you know selfishly speaking once you get used to a certain lifestyle, you don't want to give that up. So if that means that you can expand your business to the panhandle, well, that means you're going to have some eight hour, you know, six hour drives, you know, if you right. need to, you know, so um, that was my consideration, but I can see if you're doing what you're doing, that's a, you know, staying local would make a difference. Mm-hmm. Would you feel, how would you feel though, as a newbie, if you were going up against you and you seem to have, you know, the finger on the pulse of your, of your area? Would that make sense to to go somewhere else, or or do you think that every every area's got their own tabitha? You know, um, pretty much, I think everybody has a, a tabitha in the area. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody's going to get different deals. You're going to talk to different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was a newbie coming up against me, I would ask to joint venture on it. Mm, okay. If I have a property in your area, would you joint venture? But mm-hmm. I always feel there's something better than nothing. And as a newbie, I can probably give them a lot of help and tips and right. bring a look to the table. Right. 
Well, I, I learned from I, my mistakes. <laughs> I hope they find someone like you because the first three uh, people I tried to JV with screwed me over completely when I first got started. You know, oh yeah. They'll get there. I had one that actually, he went behind my back and lost me a $1.2 million deal. Mm. Um, that That one really hurt. Yeah, big time. <laughs> um literally because uh it wasn't the fact of the 1.2 million it mm. was the connection that i made with the lady mm. she literally she called because our letter had my name on it and she said the only reason i'm doing the deal that i'm talking with you is because mm. your name comes from the bible there you go. i was like okay and next thing i know she actually had 13 properties in Montclair, seven in Jamaica, and one in Arizona. Her two sons wore three different Super Bowl rings, and her daughter was the attorney general for Virginia, mm -hmm. and her adopted daughter was from Jamaica and actually um, was the one doing the real learning the real estate world here. Mm -hmm. And how do I know that? And I know a lot more about the whole family when they have their jerk cook-off, kickoff family parties and stuff right. because I sat for three hours and talked with the lady and she gave me seven properties to start with to get rid of and I sent it to somebody and I was like well just make her an offer next thing we know a year late I'm like the lady stopped talking to me didn't communicate was completely gone I was like what the heck happened and next thing I know a year later my husband was talking to this guy and he's like, you know, that lady was crazy. And I'm like, he did what? He went and found her number, skip traced her, found her number, called her, and ruined the entire thing. Uh-huh. People are worse. Yep. So I feel the pain. So I would never, ever do that to somebody. I just, I couldn't do that no matter what. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Crazy. Oh, completely. Yeah. I don't know how anybody has that conscience. And this this world is like really small because we mm -hmm. I run into people everywhere. Right. So and I'm not one of those that's gonna be afraid to say, hey, you know what? I will get you blackballed. Mm -hmm. Don't don't try it, you know. <laughs> I just felt a shiver of fear go down my spine just then when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me Tabitha for nothing. There you go. <laughs> All right, so um, for I, I, this has been fascinating. I knew I knew it'd be fun talking to you about this. So uh, every you know, is there anything you want to pitch? Anything you want to promote? What you're doing? Um. Well, we have we run the group yep. Central New Jersey Real Estate Investment Group. Mm -hmm. Come out and see us if you're in Jersey. We are working on doing a um, subscription through Zoom to mm -hmm. uh, be able to be somewhere because we do have people that come down from Connecticut and come up from Delaware that come to our meeting. So I guess we're doing something right. Right. We have, um, let's see, we're always looking to find deals, the mm -hmm. uh, larger apartment complexes. And if you have people that need help with maybe a divorce case going on, um, just the house is falling apart, estates, we do it all. Yeah. We're here to help. That's I, heard, we do. I heard you let you just let anybody speak. I mean, some guys going to be talking about taxes soon, right? Isn't that's, that's yeah, 
we were actually um, our last speaker that we had. She was for commercial real estate. She's been doing commercial real estate for like 30, almost 40 years or something like that. And she's actually, she can't wait for this guy, Don, to come up here. I don't know. He's coming to talk. She's like, oh, I love trusts. You know, I'm having a real (laughs) difficult time thinking about going up there because I'm thinking to myself, you know, if this Rhea wants to, wants to have someone like me speak, do I really want to go there? You know, I mean, I have my, <laughs> so that's an old, that's an old Groucho Marx uh, joke, but I'm old enough to remember Groucho Marx. So um, as a kid, you tell me you've seen the Groucho Marx. Yes, book. I know who Groucho Marx is. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Cause I mean, I, I tell you, I've got a team that I, I teach every Sunday and you know, it's just the, drives me nuts when I make these references and nobody gets them. You know, it's like, you're too young, you know? So <laughs> anyway, but um, I, this is great. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting up there um, in January to, to speak with you guys. and uh, Us too. Um, we'll we'll have some food for you. So there's food well, at the bank. I only have one, one re- requirement. I mean, I, okay. I'm not spoiled. I'm not a diva, but I do want to have at least one piece of pizza for breakfast. That's all I want. So. Okay, I can I can accommodate <laughs> that one. All right, I'm easy as far as that stuff goes. Okay, so um, guys, if you're in the area, um, by all means, uh, hook up with her. She's great. We've been we've been speaking now for about a month, and you know I think uh, what they're I mean, listen, I am anti. I've been anti Rhea since the first time when I was a newbie, and I had three deals stolen from me, like I told you about, all from the from the from this little one local Rhea. Um, and so I, that left a bad taste in my mouth, but I've learned over the years and I started meeting great people like Tabitha that, that no, that's just probably the exception of the rule that actually, yeah. I think it's different. I think the internet changed everything anyway. So back then they were kind of like this, the, they had this, they had the secret and they weren't going to share it, you know, but now it's like, everything's everywhere on YouTube. So, you know, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, um, I absolutely, I, you could listen. You do this long enough, you can you can tell within five minutes that someone's the goods and someone who's not the goods, and and Tabas is the goods. Right. Thank uh, you. And uh, I I really enjoyed uh, having you on my on my podcast here. So uh, thanks again, and we will uh, we'll see you up there uh, in January. Yep, can't wait. I think you're crazy coming up during the winter, but that's okay. We're I'm a veteran. Of, I'm a veteran of Finland and Russia in the winter. I can handle New Jersey. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. See you later. See you soon. Thanks.